welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host. Today I'm bringing you a very special guest, Charles D. Clark. He is an award-winning SAG-AFTRA actor uh, known for his work on the hit TV series Empire, The House of Cards, The Chi, and many other TV series and films. He is also a multi-award-winning speaker, public figure, youth mentor, social justice advocate, and has recently joined Tiffany Gaines Management um, with Universal Music Group Distribution, Distribution SSMG, uh, Shared Success Music Group. Uh, shout out to Tiffany. Hi, Charles. It's great up, to have Chris? you on a new podcast. How are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Staying busy, staying positive, and uh, working. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can do, right? Now, yep. I know from my research... Uh, Charles, that you had a devastating event at six years old uh, that led mm-hmm. led you down uh, the path of of gangs, and you did some time. Um, yep. But now you've switched your entire life around, which is very inspirational, and I know can give so many people hope. What yeah. was the trigger that? happened to you while you were incarcerated if it was while you were incarcerated that made you want and gave you the drive to change your life around well in prison all you have is time uh so i went around the environments and people that i was accustomed to uh now i'm where i around people who are trying to figure out what they're going to do when they get out how they're going to survive while they're in there and if you know you always have the traditional thing come to prison always that one guy and give you a prison tour. Let right. you know what don't to do, you know, whatever. But pretty much out from the street, so I was game on what, you know, all the logistics of, you know, how to conduct myself. But uh it came a time to where he was um having a breakdown. Uh his wife left him, he had mm-hmm. death in the family, all of us in one week. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I started praying with him and didn't realize I was praying. People who knew me, you know, me being a, you know, gangbanger, drug dealer, street force, now I'm praying. There was a people that knew me from the streets. And I, it was, it was, I don't it was by accident. It just naturally happened. I found the, the spiritual side. It just happened like in a moment. Right. And people started to pray for him. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know now. You know, I'm thinking in my mind, maybe this praying stuff would make him a little bit too soft. People might try to try me now because, you know, <laughs> then I realized, I realized that. It made me stronger. It made me wiser, closer to God. And I realized that, you know, what I thought I had in the street that was so powerful was nothing, you know, compared to what God was about to give me. And I also realized that my testimony uh, was being birthed. How can I, you know, test the lives of people or, you know, render their spirit of something that I never experienced? So I right. took it upon myself and started rebuilding um, myself. And, 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 you know, identify who I'm supposed to be. It started going from there. I think that happened um, probably my third year in my, in my prison bed. Okay. I did almost eight years, my, my third year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what made you, and, mm-hmm. and definitely, I, I think it's really important 
having that independent connection with a higher power. Yeah. I choose to call God myself too. Um, absolutely. Now, wh what made you want to start getting into acting? How did you get your, now I take it Empire was your first role. Um, can you tell us the history about that? Okay, so Empire's my first mainstream. Okay. I did a couple of little web series, independent films, get the door. But um, a lot of people, and I, I'm going to clarify this, a lot of people, you know, they get actors say, oh, you know, for the fame and the fortune and, you know, the, you know, the Hollywood spotlight. With me, it was through my pain. Um, my grandmother was my dad's mother. She didn't come visit me my whole bit, my whole entirety of my bed until the last uh, six months following that release. Okay. When she came, yeah, when she came there, um, I was excited. I'm like, this is my grandma. I ain't seen her the whole time. You know, I've been locked up. Uh, she came with, I seen it through the window coming to the visiting hall, mm -hmm. and they called me up. And when I went inside of there, it was my uncle and my aunt. So my uncle set my grandmother down, and my aunt rushed over to me. Um, and she says, listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. So I'm looking at her. She says, look, grandma's dying. So she, she didn't prepare me to tell me, but she just told me off the break because she saw I was so excited. She had to tell me, right, to stop me in my track. I said, what you mean she was dying? She got several brain tumors, dementia. She says, yeah. She said, and, um. My grandmother, you know, being you no know, um, Indian, she didn't believe, you know, with her culture, she didn't believe nobody cut, you know, cut on her, you know. Uh, she did a natural remedy, so, you know, prayer and everything else. So she said, one more thing, that she's coming to a military base. My dad was a special force military. And she thinks that you are your father. And if you make her think anything different, then it's going to put strain on her tumor and, you know, on her health. So for two and a half hours, I had to act like my father for two and a half hours, watching her while she fading away and being the, the person that devastated uh, my life because of this early, you know, um, departure from this, from this earth. So when you have to look at your grandmother for two and a half hours and you are crying so much inside, you want to let it out, but you can't get to throw your emotions. That is acting and art by itself. Um, that's when I knew. Um, and to this day, I am a true method actor to control the type of emotion in order to convince an audience, which was my grandmother, uh, and to become somebody that is the reason why you took the wrong road because they left your life because of accident. Uh, I knew then I could do it. It was my passion. And when I do my speaking engagements, I always say my grandmother gave me my first audition. So that's heart. how I got into it. Yep. I lost my grandma to dementia as well, and I'm also from a military family and child Agent Orange. So, hats off to you and thank you. Condolences, because that's oh yeah, she's still around. Lucille, Lucille Clark. That's that's my baby. I see still, both still around. I have two yeah. grandparents whose maiden names Clark too, and uh, yep. yeah, yeah. So now. <clears throat> How did you get your audition with Empire? Um, I know a little bit of the story, but for the audience, can you share with them? Well, um, again, God, I don't believe in luck. I said luck is from leprechaun. Luck is from God. I don't believe in leprechaun. <laughs> um, <laughs> with, with Empire, I was working, um, I went to college for psychology. So I was working as a behavior specialist in the school podcast. Okay. Um, so I was doing it for almost four years. I ever heard about Empire, Terrence Taraji. That's my favorite two people, my inspiration. And, you know, as far as this hustle and flow. Um, 
long story short, um, I went to Chicago twice in the beginning of season three. No, season two going to season three. Uh, as a drug dealer, extra. <laughs> um, mine is 14 hours away from my state. I drove both time, both times. Wow. And then they then they had Empire Employee background extra. Mm-hmm. That's a blur. I never got seen. Uh, another um, four times. So my job put me in. I was up with the most by it And my boss, who was very supportive, she says, Charles, I try to back you as much as I can. You have to make, you know, a choice. She said, you want up with an evaluation, um, but at the same time, you can't keep taking off because we need all of you. Uh, if that's the, you know, she said, in my opinion, I think you should go with act if you can manage it, you know, financially. You know, I know you know you just, you know, it's a hard business to get into. Right, so right. Yeah, hey. And I'm saying, yeah, I'm making, I'm twenty some dollars an hour for benefits. I mean, I'm good, but faith. The, you know, the price of faith is not even an amount. Um, so I put my two weeks notice in. And so remember, I, I already did um, six times to Chicago within a month. Mm-hmm. Never got seen on TV. People was telling me it's a waste of time. You know, you got to be somebody, you know, big, you know, to get the upgrade on Empire. You know, all the people who really just didn't want to see me, you know, do. But so I went up there again after the fact, the seventh time, still nothing. I was ready to give up. So you know what? My family was to tell them I'm going back to my, my job. And then when I got back home, I see my daughter. My daughter told me, Daddy, you're going to get an Oscar. You're going to get an Emmy. I said, how do you know that? She said, because I know. She got I faith. Said, wow. Yeah, so I said, you believe I can do this song? She said, Daddy, I got you. I support you. And I was like, wow. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I hear the voice of my father, the voice of God, the voice of you know, my grandmother. You know, so the eighth time I went up there and this is a significant moment. Um, it was the beginning of season three. They overbooked me um, and put me on the wrong set in the eyes of man. But God, was man. I supposed to be an Empire um, employee uh, again, but they booked me for a crowd scene. Uh, I remember the episode with Shine and Nessa. They would celebrate uh, the, uh, her brother's death. Um, okay. In a memorial. Um, I was in, in the neighborhood um, by the garage shop and stuff and everything. He was picking out, dancing. Andre and Frida pulled up. But anyway, that day when I pulled up, I was upset. They looked at me and they said, um, you're not supposed to be here. Your name's on the list. I said, well, I drove 14 hours. So I said, um, where am I supposed to be? And they said, well, you're supposed to be on, on, on the set two days um, um, no later, but... Um, Go ahead and stay on set today. Get in the crowd. You know, we're not going to send you back. You came too far. And I was walking towards my spot, you know, in the crowd scene, which is all the way in the back. Right. I passed by I passed by Exhibit. He's like, what's up, homie? You know what I mean? I was like, so Exhibit, you know? I'm a big fan of his work. That's my bro. And um, I'm just over there, you know, to myself, and I'm seeing the camera uh, with the extender on it. And um, the, one of the directors, uh, he came by, you know, he was like, hey, how you doing? So I'm doing great. Let's be here. Let's see what happens. So I'm just sitting there waiting, you know. Right. Uh, I'm not mad at that. I'm like, you know, hey, I'm on, I'm on the number one show with Fox. No matter what, I'm happy. You know, God's going to make yeah. me happy. Next I know, said, hey, you, big guy, big guy. And I'm looking around, and, you know, you know, I know I'm, you know, buffing stuff. There was two other guys, you know, heavy set guys. 
after they're talking to them. It's, and then again, he came over to me, the director, assistant director. He says, you. He's been like, you've been to prison or something, man. So he's been joking with me. Well, literally, no, I did go to prison. And I told him, I said, hey, I actually been to prison almost in a year. He said, what? So we started talking a little bit. He said, come on the stage. I want to do a camera test. So he told one of the goons, other goons, uh, this is this is their, like the second time I've heard him. So this was Sean really thought, you know, uh, you know, standing out on Empire. Um, one of the goons got down, put it on stage, and they did the camera test. They told me to look a certain way and then turn this away. It says, today you're going to be a go. Now, this wasn't promising as a real current. It was just right. for that day. It was on Exhibit's birthday, and i never forget, we was on set for like 18 hours. Oh, I mean, they ordered wow. pizza and subs. They ordered pizza and subs 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, everybody gets this. <laughs> but can you imagine? I'm sitting here with Exhibit. I'm, I'm around, you no know, three buyers. I'm sitting there, everybody talking. Uh, then Exhibit, you know, you know, just listening to you know, his journey. And, and it just, all these things happened. I'm just like, wow. If nothing else, this moment really running in my spirit that this is what I'm supposed to do. I went home the next day, um, and I'm driving, um, and I'm just like, God, wow. And that was basically it. You know, I was waiting around, you know, trying to see another role. My job had called me since Charles, maybe for two weeks' notice in, but we need you like, for another two weeks. Okay, well, great. You know, hey, I come in. I said, but I said, but then technically, if I get called, I'm not going to leave. So I will come in as much as I can, and, you know, I mean, you never know. I might need them again. Right, right. So, um, uh, after two weeks, I took my email, I took my email, and I looked, and I see something from uh, Empire Casting, and it says, It's Charles, we want you as a real current featured doom for the entirety of Sean's character. And I was like, What? Get out of here. I'm like, What? And then, and you know they say you know, we're not they they they're pretty clear you know we're not promising no lives or anything but you be hollered features you would be part of the core cast you know you're no longer the extra I said well okay I don't care about that you know what I mean I mean uh, you know that, that's a blessing so mm-hmm. next thing you know I had to go in the following week and the reality hit me is when I went inside Empire's wardrobe I seen my rack with my clothes on it with my name on it right beside exhibit of Rico and I said okay here we go. And from then on, um, if you when you watch Exhibit and the Goons, you start seeing me in the background, and then you start seeing me down right beside me, side by side, and the other um, other guy, uh, um, and we just it just blessed my my career, and I always use that platform Empire um, to show people that when people say you can't do something, what oh, God yes, says already can. done, yeah, yeah, and now. Since then, you know, I'm a full-time professional SAG actor, and no matter the, all the things that I've accomplished, people will always remember me being on Empire. So I used my advantage, you know. It was a blessing. So, yeah. Well, tell us about your awards, and congratulations, by the way, because I know that you've won more than, you know, a few in a couple different categories. Tell us about that. And that's yeah, exciting. Yeah, so... <laughs> I've won several awards as um, a, a social justice advocate, um, doing community work with homeless people. Uh, I won um, several uh, with uh, Foster My Act in um, 
I won two Newsome Awards, which is like the biggest award show in the DMV area. I was the first actor to win it back to back. Okay, nice. Um, in the DMV area. Shout out to Taraji P. Henson. That's, that's our area too, DMV. It's um, DC, Maryland, Virginia. I also won um, two um, acting awards for the TAP Awards out in Arkansas by my bro, uh, Dr. Terrell um, Jenkins. Um, uh, see, I won, I was, oh, AT&T recognized me as being uh, one of the newest leaders of our time for Black History Month two years mm-hmm. ago. I was inducting the Global Institute of Excellence in Texas um, for my work, um, uh, especially with Baltimore, Baltimore Riot. Mm-hmm. I was part of Passenger Mall's Bryant, one Baltimore booth. It's a lot of stuff I've done. I mean, I, I think what it is, which my guy, the bus I get to the glory. And when I do things, I really don't keep up with it. I just feel it in the moment. If I'm not giving an award, um, I just accept it. I feel like when I get awards, for, it's for everybody, all of us. Mm-hmm. But winning together. Uh, this week, I will be getting an award, the Mighty Man of Valor, um, nice. up in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and I'm one of the first men to, to receive the award because all this event, um, RTB Red Coffee event by Selena Murphy and her board of committee. So I'm excited about that. Um, that's a, that's a, I, I got quite, I got think, oh, 10 awards. I think it's the 11th one. I got, uh, I am our testimony award in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a lot of, a lot of awards. Well, congratulations. I, I that rocks. <laughs> Now, you know, you got to start somewhere. Now I'm going for the Oscars, Emmys, NAACP, Amateur Awards, the Global, you know, go to Global. I got to I gotta bring it to, you know, to, you know, to TGM, if you know what I mean, team. No tip the games, man. Charles, I have and to a. ask, uh, how did you start working with Tiffany? I know we're going from movies to music. Tell us about Tiffany Gaines Management, your part, and uh, all that good stuff. Well, the thing about it is... Um, Tiffany had followed me since way before I ended up, I mean, I became an actor. I was actually just getting to speakers. I did radio stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, you know, I was trying to um, put a tour together uh, with some people, and that didn't go so well. Uh, everybody just put off business, a lot of, you know, craziness. Um, and so with Tiffany and, I mean, uh, you know, uh, and some other um, affiliates on her team, they continue to stand by me. They believe from my vision. Then Tim became my big sister, and she supported me. She always encouraged me. Um, she was one of the few people, besides you know my 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 inner inner circle that I grew up with, people that you know back in the day. She really um, believed in what I can do, and I never thought that she would be my manager. I mean, Tiffany is an extraordinary person. I mean, on both the music and the film, and I think that you have to have somebody understand your gift. Uh, I always believe. I always say. It. Never let anyone unwrap the gift they got a gift because everybody's hands ain't clean. Right. And her hands got to be the cleanest hands up because her, when, I, when I say that, it means she's pure, her inspiration. And then, um, of course, when her fiance, you know, Demetrius, my, right, my, my yes. lady man, my first brother, he also disappointed me. You know, and I had to see a king and a queen who built on the royalty of the kingdom of God. And, you know, she have legendary people and their sons, you know, on our box. Yeah. Uh, of course, she knows the exhibit as well, you know, things with, you know, with uh, James Savage and stuff. And, you know, it just, we all want to be happy family. So it was it was going to happen. And she, she it was funny because um, about right before I signed with her, she said, what took you so long? 
you know, I guess let me ask them from my manager, but I felt like I, I had to get to a certain status. Um, not try to be that like celebrity as far as me knowing where I, where I was supposed to be going because I didn't want to waste my time. I didn't want to just put in work. But once I started building my brand, um, once, you know, when I came to the table, I came with a lot of stuff. And when she saw what I was doing, being that she followed me and watched my work, she already knew about me anyway. It was like I was fresh in the game. That's how I met so. Tiffany. She started following my blog, I think, back in November of 2012. And I started podcasting a year and a half ago. And then I became a talent scout for her. So that's that's how I met her, too. And, yes, she is a blessing yeah. and such a oh. wonderful person. Um, and like a sister in Christ, cause she's, she's awesome and very inspirational. Very inspirational. Oh, I don't know how it, she it, does it. it. Beyond inspiration, and I will say this, and I, I will give you my word right here live on your show. A lot of people always, um, when they get high and high into their career, they leave one manager and they go to the next one, they go to the next one, they go to the next one. Uh, I promise you, until God calls me home, she will be my manager to the end. Um, I believe in being loyal. I believe in the person that plants the seed, picks from the garden. Yeah. Um, so it's just like with Chadwin Bosman, that's a, uh, you know that's a perfect example. He could have left his agent a long time ago because he was getting biopic films, you know, stuff here and there. Right, but right. He still with his he still with his agent. Now you think him and his agent worry about anything? Heck no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm I'm with yeah I'm with Tiffany uh, Tiffany's management team for the for, for, for a lifetime. Um, yeah, I'm not Rocket. going nowhere. So, Rocket. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably think, too. I mean, my absolute um, directive uh, goal is to bring every major award you can as an actor. But not only for that reason, to show people that a man that people knew for sure he was going to die or he's going back to prison mm -hmm. beat the odds. Yep. Yeah. And I, I want to ask... I. I know that you have had more than 13 projects since 2018. I know some of them you can't talk about. But what do you have going on behind the scenes that you can fill us in on? Well, I will start with this. Uh, this week, I was blessed to be a part of the DC Comic, DC Universe, Warner Brothers Television um, TV series. Can't announce it just yet, but I promise I'll let you know. You want to first let you know um, what it is. But it's a blessing because <laughs> I always want to be a part of either DC. Or, I'm a DC fan. I'm a fan at heart, but when it comes to acting, DC or Marvel, two biggest, one, two biggest franchises in the world. We all know that, right? Um, so I'm happy. So I'll be there this week. Um, then I'll be on another film set this week. Um, I play of the role of Levi. Um, but the one I can't talk about is Volkov. Shout out to my Volkov movie family. Also to Joyce Devil and Candice Devil, husband and wife, king and queen, uh, listening productions. Um, so Volkov is, I play Brutus, a very deranged psychopath. He's a murderer. He's a no nonsense guy. He don't care about nothing but carry out the orders of Volkov. Uh, very challenging. That role was so challenging. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was <laughs> to build that character was definitely method acting uh, process. But as part of as part of acting, you have to 
find something that's relevant. You have to find, you know, the coreness, the coreness of that character and it'll be coming. But um, it'll be out this year. This okay. Summer. Um, we have a red carpet event coming out probably in June, the way things are looking. Um, but Ball Club is basically um, uh, to give a little, little summary. Volkov is about a Russian guy. Volkov means a wolf in Russia. Okay. And he had a he had a very traumatic child experience from his dad, and which caused him to be blind. And between that time and him growing up, he came across a mystical power, and it made him very dangerous. He even turned to a wolf, not your average wolf. Um, and with with Brutus, uh, Brutus' real name is Bruce. Uh, he worked at a bar, you know, always getting picked on, you know, he, you know, the, the most like a game to show him no respect. And then, you know, uh, he basically runs the phone call going, um, going home. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, phone call seeing that this guy was hungry for power. He was hungry for revenge. So Volkov gave him some of those mystical powers and Bruce became Brutus. I and love everybody, that. And everybody that did him wrong, everybody that you know that that yeah, you know, wasn't on his good side. Oh, believe me, they paid big time deal. I can't. So he wait became Volkov's right man. Oh, it's, oh yeah, yeah. This is my friend's side. Also, Volkov is going to be a comic book series. Nice. So um, we actually we are going to the um, what do you call DMV Comic Con mm-hmm. with Flashback Comics, May the fourth. And um, I'll be representing the Volkov. And then, of course, ironically, um, I'm with DC now. So I'll be representing um, that. And also my sponsor, Team B&B. Shout out to Bill and Beck. So, okay. yeah. Now, when can yeah. we see Volkov? Uh, when can we see? When can we see the movie? Um, we don't know just yet. It, okay. I, I'm hoping... I'm thinking between the end of June, the first of July. I don't have an exact date, but when it comes out, um, and we still decide which network we're going to go with, or, or, or you know, it could be Netflix, it could be Amazon, it could be you know whatever we don't know. Um, but whatever it is, uh, I'll make sure y'all know. Uh, we have a, something that's coming behind that that we're working on as well. Um, working with Joey, and also you know, he's sending me the business director. So working with Joey from the production, uh, it's been a great journey. Uh, we've become more like brothers. I met him through a uh, mutual friend, uh, actor Wes Lee, who plays Volkov. Wes, okay. great guy. Um, and uh, it's just been an experience. And I think right now, which I don't mind auditioning for roles and, and, and you know, submitting to roles and the things that Tiffany is doing for me. Uh, but I always want to create, you know, my own content, you know. And when you do that, you bring in the people, uh, the other, you know, the People from Hollywood and Elites that recognize that hey, you know, this guy can more than just this or that. I want to be diverse, show my creativity. Uh, George have a brilliant mind, um, not just as a filmmaker, but just in general. Mm-hmm. So working with him and and the things we've been talking and discussing, we want to bring a lot of things to this world. And also, we give people opportunities. My, 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 one of my main goals, I want to have um, my own production company one day, and. I want to give jobs to the homeless people. I want to train them to get into this field, clean them up, you know, give them a job. You know, I want to do that. I think that that's that's um that's very important to give people a second chance. Even ex felons 
you know, that's a blessing. That's you're a blessing to many people. Absolutely. So so that's why I'm grinding hard now. Let me let me ask you, Charles, for anybody that's going through something similar to what you've been through, what what would you like to say to them to give them hope and know that they can do anything that they want? There's always a different way. There's always a different way. Um, a lot of times when people make choices, uh, we have to think about this. When we come into this world, when we come to this world and hate people, we came to this world out of love, spiritual, you know, from the mother, the father, or, you know, whoever's around in our life. Um, the main thing is that when we when we find hate, when we find, you know, it, the struggles in life that we think is a punishment, we resent it and we react in a different way. But most people feel like they don't have a chance in life. They don't have options and choices. They do what they do to survive. They do what they do because maybe they didn't have that love that they need. So, you know, I tell people, find somebody that's positive. Find somebody that you know that you really respect and, and listen to them. Um, learn. Don't wish somebody to give you knowledge. Learn on your own. Now, when I was in prison, um, you know, I was around people that was hard. I was around, you know, they did petty crimes, you know, you know, whatever, money, embezzlement. And I told them, they say, with Charles, make sure nobody don't mess with us, you know, you have all the proof of that. Make sure nobody, you know, I pay you. I said, I don't pay you. I'm giving the money. Give me your knowledge. Give me your, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm simply saying this, always seek knowledge. The biggest thing is prayer. Pray. That's the biggest thing. People think we pray, make you soft, we pray. It, you know, it, it doesn't make you, you know, that hardcore gangster type. But you know what? All the tough guys, uh, well, most of them anyway, is, is, the, is the graveyard. <coughs> so, with me, I want to show people, if you want to be hardcore, if you want to bang, bang for God, if you want to do drive-by, do it on the set the devil and, and Steven. You know, if you, if you want to be, you know, gangster, be gangster of Christ, you know, because mm-hmm. he's not going to stay your own. And, um, I have no doubt in my mind, in my life, that, you know, you know, God exists. He does. He's real. And people Amen. who don't, who don't, who don't believe that, it just, it's, it's just going to be a lost call. So my thing is, I'm here to make people, I'm here to make God. Make That's my thing. I'm not worried about it. Amen. Uh, and see, it's, it's uh, being able to pray for those that are lost, too. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Oh. Where can our listeners follow you to keep up with what you've got going on on social media? Um, well, of course, Facebook, Charles D. Clark. Um, on uh, Instagram, it's Charles D. Clark 1980 On uh, Twitter, it's C. Clark Inspired, the number seven, C-C-L-A-R-K-I-N-S-P-I-R-E. Um, on LinkedIn, Charles D. Clark. And you have to put the D in there, because that's my, that's under my fag uh, name. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm at. And and for our viewers on our platform, anewpodcast.com, I have actually provided you all of the links to Charles' social media, his acting reel. So be sure to check it out. Anything that's highlighted in green is clickable and linked to those sites. Now, Charles, I want to thank you for being a new guest here today on a new podcast. It's been great having you on. You're very inspirational. And, um, you. you know, what you do for the community is outstanding. What could the normal everyday person do to help their community around them? 
what would um, be your advice? When you see a, well, you know, when you see somebody that's in need, help, um, you know, you know people who is really in need or people who is not. You know, if you see a homeless person, give them a dollar, give them something to eat. You know, if you see a youth that's just struggling and whatever, um, talk to them, pray with them, um, invite them to a church, invite them to a function, make them feel wonderful, feel special. Um, do a good deed. If you see an old person walking towards the door, first of all, open the door for them, be a gentleman, or be a, you know, a lady, you know. Just do do a good deed. Do a good deed. I think if you do enough good deeds, then apparently it will become an order in your life. It will make you want to be more good. But do something to put joy in somebody's life that don't understand what a smile is, you know. Right. Um, you know, just because the sun don't, don't rise you know, all the time, you can make a smile rise all the time. So I look at it and power and joy for the vibe. And, and no positive vibe, bro. Life is too short to be hating to one another. It racism, is. You know, being a sexist. Um, I'm all about empowering. You know, I'm all about finding the good in them, the great. You know? Yeah. We, it's, we know about this person. It's good to have a heart full of charity and want to help others around um, mm-hmm. and, and spread the love of God too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's episode. If you like this episode, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe to keep up with all of our new podcasts. And if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month, you can do so at our anchor.fm platform <laughs> under a new podcast. Until next time, this is Don Piercy signing off and Charles D. Clark. Keep it real. <laughs>